This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. Unnecessary roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's unnecessary roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown, Raiders. Would you believe it? This is unnecessary roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. Well, when we think about March Madness, we normally think about college basketball. When we think about March Madness, we usually think about upsets. We think about championships. We think about Cinderella's. We think about stars being born. I don't think that when we think March Madness, we think about quarterbacks on the move. But it's March, and there's a lot of madness going on in the NFL. Quarterbacks are on the move quick, fast, and in a hurry. Another domino drops today. This is Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. My man, Bobby Machado, he's behind the wheels of steel. Damon, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm not going to lie. It feels weird. It feels different being on this side of the board? Yes, it does. Not being in control, but hey, let's see how this works today. We're having a nice collaboration here. We're filling in for JT the Brick, who's on vacation this week. And uh, I moved up a, a couple hours today because we have a basketball game coming on later on this uh, this evening. So around 4.15, we'll actually go to some college hoop action. So Vinny Bonsignor will come up in the huddle from 2 to 4 p.m. right here on Raider Nation Radio 920. But you got us for the next two hours. And, I, man, I'll tell you right now, I couldn't be happier to be on the radio and right now. I, I thought that at first earlier today I almost forgot that we were moving up a couple hours and thought I was going to have to wait till 2 o'clock to talk about the latest trade that went down in the NFL. But Carson Wentz is on, his, on the move again. Carson Wentz is on the move. He's going back to the NFC East. He has been traded to the Washington football team, a.k.a. the Commanders. And the trade goes like this. The Colts get a 2022 third-round pick, a 2023 third-round pick that can become a second if Carson Wentz plays 70% of the plays, which is funny. Most quarterbacks, you wouldn't have to worry about putting that kind of little asterisk on it because most quarterbacks you feel really confident are going to play 70% or more of the plays. But with Carson Wentz, you never really know because his injury history. And uh, also, the the Colts get a 2022 second-round pick. So they got a lot in return for a guy that has been – no, not very good. Ever since the one year when he was with Philadelphia, that he just about took his him MVP to the season, yeah, exactly his, his MVP season. We hear that a lot around here, don't we? <laughs> his MVP season, he just hasn't really been that guy. And everyone thought going to Indianapolis and teaming back up with Frank Reich, oh man, he was going to work magic with them. And as we all know, Raider Nation, we all saw him in the game that mattered. Actually, a few games that mattered right before the the uh, the playoffs. They were supposed to go on a playoff run, but the Raiders go into Indy, get the victory. Carson Wentz didn't look very good. Then he went to Jacksonville in a game that they had to have, and he looked really bad. And, well, now he's out of Indy, as we kind of talked about the last couple weeks that we felt he was on his way out. He is out on the way to Washington. And, man, how desperate is Washington oh, for a quarterback? Oh, super desperate. They tried to get Russell Wilson. It seems sounds like they offered more than Denver. Yep. But, Denver, but Russell Wilson having a no-trade clause, and he's like, I'm not going to Washington. Right. And then you spoke about Cinderella's to start the show. Getting that glass slipper to fit, this is a tough fit. This is a tough sale to the fan base. Man. We didn't get Rodgers. We didn't get Wilson. There's no studs in the draft class. Got Carson Wentz. We're right. I mean, that tells you a couple things. First of all, one, how desperate Washington is, and two, how bad this quarterback class is. Think about all the draft capital we're seeing teams give up to go get these quarterbacks. Now, Russell Wilson is obviously a really good quarterback. Carson Wentz is not. 
and still we're seeing draft capital just fly around because these these guys, these teams are desperate for quarterbacks. And look, as we've said, and Vinny has said multiple times, and I know many people have hit us up on the Raider Nation listener line or else the Salmon Ash text line at 69187, keyword R&R, and have said, oh, teams don't want Derek Carr. I even did a podcast saying the dude is heavily coveted. And there you go. That's the reason why the dude is heavily coveted, because it's a quarterback league, quarterback-driven league, and every team wants one, to the point where they will overcompensate a team for Carson stinking Wentz. I don't even think it's overcompensate. I think they kind of got the, the bad end of this because they take on that contract. Yes. Now the Colts have $70 million in cap space this coming offseason. Yep. That's the most of any team in the league. I'm glad you mentioned that uh, that contract. $22 million salary in 2022 is what Washington owes Carson. 6.2 roster bonus. 2023, $20 million salary with a 6.1 roster bonus. 2024, $21 million salary with a 6.2. That is a lot of coin that they owe Carson Wentz. He's not a good quarterback. And you know, usually sometimes the team like, hey, we'll trade you this guy, and they'll eat a little bit of the salary. The coach aren't eating any of it. No. No, they're like they're they're woohooing, they're jumping around. Right, right. It is it is insane. But uh, hey, that's how the wheels are are turning in this off season in the NFL. And uh, I say it all the time that there's not really an off season. The storylines continue to roll and roll and roll. And here's just another one. So what's the next shoe to drop? Who knows? But I'll tell you right now. Keep your head on a swivel because something is bound to happen sooner rather than later. Now, coming up on the show today, speaking of salaries, we'll talk to Michael Giannitti from Spotrack.com. He'll join us ahead of free agency. You know, uh, the, the legal tampering period begins next week, and then, boom, that's where you can go all in and get the players that you're looking for. And, of course, here on the station, we've been talking about different guys, different scenarios. Had a, We are talking about counter moves that the Raiders could make because of the Russell Wilson moves and the news that we found out yesterday. Been talking about that a lot. Well, how realistic is it that the Raiders could really be players in the agency? I mentioned a few times that they're about $17 million under the salary cap right now. So what can they do? What kind of moves do they have to make? How can they make some, uh, some extra moves to be able to have that extra salary cap space to go ahead and be players in free agency? So we'll talk to Michael Giannitti about that. Plus, we'll also ask him about a couple guys like a J.C. Jackson, maybe an Allen Robinson, guys like that, maybe a, a, a DJ Chark, who I'm really not interested in at all being a member of the Silver and Black, but I've heard a lot of Raider fans say, go get DJ Chark, go get DJ Chark. I had a friend text me, text me about him last night. See? It's like, oh, you think they get him? And I'm like, I hope not. Man, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, that would be that would be a bad scenario in my in my opinion. I mean, the guy's missed 16 games in the last two years, but someone wants to go out and spend a lot of bread on him. I just, I mean, that's like, that's like knowing that, that most of the time that you're supposed to be at work, you don't go, but you're going to get a raise. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Bobby's then, like, hell yes, sign me up for that right now. <laughs> and then you just have that one skill. He's fast. Right, exactly. He's, he's fast and he's tall. But he's not available, so there's that. So Michael Giannini will join us at 1225. We have Cover 3 coming up at 1 o'clock, NFL News and Notes of the Day. And then at 1.30, Paloma Villacana from Fox 5 Sports. She'll join us. She's the host of the Reb Zone. We'll talk all things Lady Rebels, and we'll talk Running Rebels. The Lady Rebels will be in action tonight against Colorado State with the opportunity to win the Mountain West uh, Championship, which will be awesome. Uh, they've been playing really good ball, so we'll talk to her about that. And then the men, they get their tournament run started tomorrow. And I believe, Damon, and you should know better than me, I think they got to win the whole tournament to get to the NCAA tournament. Yes, exactly. Unless there's a miraculous down to the buzzer beater losing the championship game, but the Mountain West, I think they they can be a a three to four bid team league. Right. 
They could. And so we got, hopefully. We, and we have our, sneak their way in there. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And I'll tell you this, a little side note, since we're talking about March Madness, go to our website and get signed up, lvsportsnetwork.com. Go to our website. We actually have a bracket competition that we're going to have. And you got to fill out your bracket, but obviously we don't know who's going to be in it yet until Sunday. But you can go ahead and get your account started already right now if you want, or you can wait until the teams are announced to fill out the bracket. But you can win up to $1,500 worth of prizes. You can win uh, a great staycation at the Sahara Las Vegas. There's all kind of great prizes that you can win, VGK tickets, autographed jersey, a bunch of good stuff. So check out LVSportsNetwork.com. Get signed up for that. It's going to be a fun competition. I always love to, to put my name in and put my bracket in, even though it gets destroyed. If it's not destroyed day one, it's day two. You know what I mean? Like my bracket will be all red. It's like it's like it's like my red polo. It'll be all red by the end of like day two. Exactly. Like I'm not a bracket guy because it drives me insane. It's an exact. It's an inexact science. Right. And I'm the person where because when you make the bracket, Middle Tennessee State upsets Michigan State, and then you're just like a 14 beats a three, and then I'm just like, what's the point of doing this? Why do I do this to myself? <laughs> right. Now I'm getting mad at, like, I'll tell you, a Cinderella gets a win, and I'm upset about it. The one that got me the angriest is I filled out a bracket the year that, remember when Arizona came under those sanctions? Remember when they were, like, the FBI wiretap oh, yeah, and all that DeAndre BS? Yes. And they were like, that's all right. We're going to go play anyway. Screw your uh, investigation. We're going to go play anyway. So I thought... Man, they got an attitude. They got some edge. They got something in their neck. You know, every cliche, you know, they done dip their head. We don't shock the world. Yeah, yeah. They done dip their head in a tank of gasoline. They're going full throttle. Man, I was so excited. I had them winning the whole damn thing, right? They were out in the first round. First round. First. All the pressure, you know, from the investigation. The pressure from the investigation. Man. Players didn't know uncertainty. Sean Miller didn't know if he was keeping his job. It was all too much. Why couldn't they just said, like, cute, bad idea. We're not really gonna go to play. We're just talking a big game. But what team's gonna do that? Like, hey man. Well, I wish someone had told me. Don't believe in us. I did, and that was my bad. That was the worst bracket I had ever done. Now I do some that are bad, but that was the absolute Worse. So uh, those are the guests that I have coming up on the show today. Michael Janitti at 1225 Paloma Villacana will join us at 1.30. Of course, Raider Nation, we're going to want to hear from you throughout the course of the show, 702-365-9200 and the Sam and Ash text line 69187. With that being said, let's go ahead and jump into the opening drive. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 is brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. All right, so the question that I want to throw out there to you, the topic that I have, in the spirit of all these trades that are going on right now, what is one realistic trade that you would like to see the Raiders make, if any? You could say none. None of the above. <laughs> you know what I mean? I want to know what one realistic trade you can see the Raiders making that, again, the key word there is realistic. And you don't have to make one. Personally, out of the realistic trades that I see, and I've said that, and, and I don't even know how realistic this is, is to trade up for a difference maker in the draft. Now, I, I've been saying Sauce Gardner, but I think you'd have to trade up way too far. You're at 22. I think you'd have to get up to like six. And I think that that's way too high. You're going to have to give up a ton of draft capital. But if you get a little nervous, because I'm all aboard on the Jordan, the Jordan Davis uh, train. I'm all aboard. And there's plenty of room on that train. <laughs> there's plenty of room on that train. That's a big boy. He can put you on his back. He sure could. He could put me, you, Bobby, JT, Vinny. All of us can get on his back. He wouldn't even know we were there. So uh, I'm all aboard for, uh, for Jordan Davis if, uh, if, they need to, if they feel like around, I don't know, 14 or 15 
that a team is about to take him and they feel like that they got to jump up there and go get him, I'd be okay with them going and making that move. So that, to me, would be the one realistic trade. I know some will probably think Devontae Adams still maybe is a is a thought, but I just think now that, that Aaron Rodgers and he, him gotten that deal already basically done in Green Bay, there's no way that Devontae Adams gets out of there. They got to have that running buddy, that, that one-two punch for years to come. So I uh, want to know what you think one realistic trade you'd like to see the Raiders make, if any, this offseason. 702-365-9200. Let's go out to the Rare Nation listener line, talk to our guy Rich in Oaktown. What's up, Rich? Welcome to the show. Hey, what's up? Good afternoon. How you doing? Good, good. Uh, I don't know if this, this is probably unrealistic, so I'm, I'm going to say it anyways. You know, I want, I would want Deshaun Watson if all the legal things that he's gone through, like who knows what's going to happen. I know he has court on Friday. If he was to be a free man and be able to sign with a team, that would, you know, especially right now with everything that's going on, at the QB position in the division, I think Deshaun Watson would put us over the top, not knocking Derek Carr, but talking about Derek Carr, Derek Carr's stock is never going to be higher than it is right now with True. teams like Tampa Bay, uh, the Steelers, especially the Colts. You know, we got to we gotta pick up the phone. I'm pretty sure Ziegler's picking up the phone right now with the offers being thrown at him. But I'll tell you this much, if it isn't two first-rounders, if it isn't two first-rounders, then I'm not trading Derek Carr, period. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So moving moving forward, we're going to have to make a decision. Either, you know, we're going to listen to the listen to the authors. If it, if it sounds good, then trade him. If not, you're going to have to sign him, sign him to his extension, because we're not going to get anybody better. Deshaun Watson, in my opinion, is better than Derek Carr. But like I said, it's an unrealistic trade. But I am excited to see what Ziegler does and how he navigates free agency and the draft this year's flying by so in no time we're going to be in draft mode mm-hmm. you know free agent mode and it's going to be crazy you know a lot of people on raiders twitter are panicking talking about shut the season down because of <laughs> russell wilson went to the broncos are the same people that a few months ago we're talking about russell wilson is washed right so, right you know let's let's chill out because after everything that happened last year we still made the playoffs and we will one snap away from beating the Bengals or at least taking us to overtime. Yep. So I'm not going to panic. Let, let's see what ends up happening. We're in March. It's early. Let's see what happens with Derek Carr. We can't trade him, like I said, for two first-rounders and some change. Then sign that man because I feel like he deserves it. And it is what it is. We'll see what happens going forward. But I'm excited as a Raider fan. Raider Nation, don't panic. It's early. Have a good day, Q. All right, man. Hey, appreciate the call. Good stuff right there. So uh, he brings up Deshaun Watson, and that's that's always going to be one of those tough subjects because he does have court on Friday. And even if everything were to get cleared, which it's not going to, because he's still going to have those twenty-two, you know, civil suits that he's got to he's got to clear. The problem is the NFL is going to have some kind of punishment. I mean, isn't serving a? I mean, that's if he didn't serve a year. Did. He just sat out. He just sat out. He just was unactivated. He didn't really. Serve a year? Okay, he wasn't punishment. He wasn't punished for no. it. But, I mean, he's already missed a year. I mean, I think that'd be that's pretty harsh for a guy to miss two years of his career. But that wasn't – the year he missed wasn't a punishment. That wasn't a punishment at all. That was just – he, he wasn't activated. Cull- if he would have been went into David Culley's office and be like, put me in, coach, it would have been, hey, man, I don't know about that. No, because he, he wasn't, he wasn't going to play him, not with all those lawsuits. But that it wasn't an actual punishment. That was a, hey, you can't – you just can't play. And he collected his checks. 
So he's not. That's not a. It's not a punishment. Okay, so you right. You right. You know they're gonna. The, they're gonna millions of dollars to just show up to work and not do nothing. The hey man, that's not a punishment at all. Yeah, no, not I, at I, all. I changed my mind already. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll tell you. And the NFL, you know how the NFL is, man. They're gonna make sure if they bring the the boom, they're gonna bring the boom. That's Calvin Ridley. That's Calvin Ridley about punishments. You know this guy got a year a year suspension and he was betting on games while he wasn't playing. Oh, you know what? Speaking of punishment, bringing the boom, Roger Goodell, Von Miller posted a picture of him and Russell Wilson, you know, like pregame talking on his story. I know we talked, we joked about it a little bit yesterday. David Stern wouldn't let this happen. Right. If Von Miller signs with the Broncos, he's got a veto at Roger Goodell. Why? I need some law and order. We can't let these players run amok of the league. That's what they you, do. You know, the players all the, all, talk all the time. All this collusion. Oh, well, the saying, players talk all I'm the time. David Stern would shut this down immediately. David, David. <laughs> even Bobby was like, man, let me get in on this. The only thing David Stern ever shut down was the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers, and that was criminal. And he and he, and, and he suspended Jordan for a year. Yeah, well, that that was – but, <laughs> hey, Jordan parlayed that thing into three more years and everything else. He, he parlayed that into a legend. I do believe that, though. I do believe he was suspended for a year. I don't care. I know you're trying to goof on me, but that's okay. I'm all right with that. I have no problem with that. Let's go back out to the Rare Nation. Listen to the line real quick. Talk to our guy, Fargo Raider. What's on your mind, brother? Hey, Q and Demond. Thank you for taking my call on Bobby today. Yep. Uh, I want to start off by saying this. You went is so bad, we forgot how terrible their name is. You know? The commando, the command, commandos, commandos, <laughs> whichever. They just hired Uncle Rico's backup. That's terrible, man. He's as bad as Joe Dirt's sideburn. Hey, I, I love Joe Dirt, man. People, hey, know, Joe Dirt's a great movie. <laughs> yeah, good movie, terrible sideburns. Um, I'm also sitting here, you know, I don't understand the Raider Nation. We're supposed to be fearless, man. And people, like the last caller said, people are already packing up their gear, talking about the, the season is over. Man, I'm not scared of future's kids' babysitter. Don't oh. miss me with all that. I don't want to hear it. We have to play our game, go after some defense instead. For me, I'm I, I'm with you. Trade up, get Jordan Davis, eat in the middle, make sure that those ends are pinching. Where's he going? That's his main thing right now that he can, that he's a mobile quarterback. So what? The AFC West is built to play against mobile quarterbacks, or at least that's what we're building towards. Let's not act like he's the first one in the division. We've been seeing Mahomes since he got his start after Alex Smith, and now we've got two years of, of Herbert. I'm tired of hearing the, the 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 sky is falling anytime we make any move. We could sign up backup tackle and Raider Nation's gonna be crying that we didn't go and get the next big Q B and trade away, you know, three of our first round picks for him. Come on, man. Let's be realistic. If we're not gonna upgrade the position, why are we gonna set ourselves back? Clearly most of us have forgotten the quarterback roulette. The fact that Flynn was the last quarterback, I'm not trying to go back to that. Who did, Who has uh, – or look at the at Washington right now. They're reaching for the for the stars and landing in piles of muck, man. This is terrible. You guys got to be a realistic nation. Thank you guys for taking my call. Oh, and last little point, it's a, it's a damn shame that Brittany Griner's been locked up for three weeks and she ain't getting no media time, man. Somebody's got to say something. 
Thank right. you guys for taking my car. You have a good one. Good stuff. Fargo Raider talking about Brittany Griner. Yeah, over in Russia. Yeah, that's a damn shame. Someone needs to do something about that. Someone needs to go on over there and get her. Someone needs to pump their chest out. Go on over there and get her, man. That's that's terrible, especially for a vape pen. <laughs> like, like she had a vape pen on her, and she's in jail. Like, that's ridiculous. That's a whole nother conversation. But, yeah, th- thank you for that call, Fargo. We appreciate you. Uh, Tylen from West Jordan said, uh, Fargo, you got me dying over here. Uncle Rico's backup. That's a pretty good one. Uh, got a lot of good text messages that we'll get to in a few minutes. 69187, keyword R&R. Uh, what is one realistic trade you'd like to see the Raiders make, if any? That's what we're looking for. I will say we got, uh, uh, we got a lot of good stuff to get to. We got Michael Giannitti from Spotrack.com. He's going to join the show next. Going to join us to talk all things salaries, talk about free agents, What's realistic for the Raiders in free free agency currently with $17 million in salary cap space? That's coming up next here on Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness Roughness. here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Coming up in just a few minutes, we got Michael Giannitti, Spotrack.com. Join us to talk a little free agency, free agency, salary cap, all that good stuff. We're going to get to that. Shout out to Notorious B.I.G. 25 years ago today, passed away. One of the greatest rappers to ever do it. Not like these clowns that DeMond's listening to these days, but that's another conversation because I don't have time to go back and forth with DeMond on that. But we're here this afternoon filling in for JT the Brick as he's on vacation. Vinny Bonsignor will come up uh, from 1 to 2 o'clock, or excuse me, from 2 to 4 o'clock here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Then we'll uh, go into a college basketball game following that. But right now, let's go out to the phone lines and talk to our guy, Jesse and Callie. What's on your mind? Welcome to the show, brother. Hey, thanks for taking the call. Hey, love love the podcast, Q. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, uh, a couple questions for you. Don't, don't you guys think that we we need assets? That we have too many holes on the defense. We don't have any starting tackles. Mm-hmm. We don't have starting linebackers. We need an opposite Trayvon Mullen. I mean, to me, there's too many holes to fill. We don't have a lot of salary cap space. Right. Our only asset is Derek Carr. So I you- think we trade Derek Carr for as many assets as we can and build a team. Wow. Okay. We need to build a defense. We need to build a defense. We've got three good quarterbacks in our division now. We're going to have to stop them. It's true. That's true. I don't think getting a wide, I don't think getting a number one wide receiver like Allen Robinson is going to make a big difference. Okay. Okay. I mean, Derek Carr's Derek Carr's value is never going to be this high. That's true. I was screaming it from the mountaintops. We should have traded with Washington and got two number ones. Got that number eleven pick where we could get Jordan Davis because he's going to be gone by twenty two. We should have done that. Grab Jordan Davis at 11 and grab somebody like Nicobe Dean at 22. Now you got something. Now you got a defense that can stop these quarterbacks that we're going to face six times a year. All right. I hey. like Derek Carr. I like Derek Carr. But I think we, we need assets. We need to build a team here. And he's our only asset that we could get something for at the time. All right, cool, good stuff. Hey, uh, Jesse, thank you for that call, man. Hold on to that thought because we'll definitely uh, we'll go back and readdress that one. Right now we do have on the phone lines uh, one of my favorite guests, Michael Giannitti, Spotrack.com. Uh, he'll break down salary cap. He'll break down free agency, contracts, all that good stuff. And, Michael, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. And we know that you know free agency gets started next week. The legal tampering period starts early in the week. And then all of a sudden after a couple days, then the real deal kicks in. Currently right now. On the salary cap, the Raiders have about $17 million to play with. What do they actually need? Like, what do they have to have? How much money in the bank do they really need to have to be players next week in free agency? Yeah, probably at least 25 more, 25 to 30 million more, to be honest with you, because you're talking 
you cut that in half with your draft pool, you know, your rookie wage pool, just out of the gate as long as you keep the draft picks you have. So it's a, uh, you know, you want to have between twenty and twenty-five million of healthy cap space heading towards that for that league year to, for any impact player, whether it's a wide receiver, whether it's an edge rusher, whatever you're looking at. So uh, there's probably some room to free up here, whether it's a cut, whether it's a, a couple of restructures. But um, I do think that in terms of the off season. This is one of those teams to watch, right? The teams around them are, are all kind of uh, starting to build and, mm-hmm. and and extend their own, and, and it, there's some percolation happening around them. So I do expect some moves in the next couple of days to start to get them active and energized for March 16th. So during the legal tampering period, we start hearing about all these different you know deals that these guys, these players, and teams have come to agreement with. Of course, it can't become legal and and, and official until the until the free agency period actually opens up. But uh, say that they are looking at multiple guys and they're trying to get them in, but they currently only have 17 million of true money. I mean, are they able to do that at that point, or do they have to make cuts at the same time or, or make restructures at the same time to make that possible? So as long as they're, I mean, every day at 4 p.m. starting at 4 p.m. Eastern, starting March 16th, they have to be cap compliant. So, okay. you know, they can finagle with things right now and they can discuss and structure and whatnot starting March 14th. Um, so they can have those conversations. But starting March 16th, they have to be cap compliant. So, you know, if they don't start to ramp up some space here, then don't expect a blockbuster signing March 16th, uh, unless that's going to be a, a seriously backloaded contract, which we've seen plenty of in recent years. Uh, but like I said, I expect them to ramp up a little bit here and get ready for some kind of, of movement that first day. Talking right now with Michael Giannetti, Spotrack.com. You can find him on Twitter, at Spotrack. And uh, how about contract extensions? We're hearing right now that Max Crosby, that could be a contract extension that could be coming down the pipeline. Derek Carr could be a contract extension. How much salary cap space would that free up if they were able to get a deal or two like that done? Yeah, the car one specifically frees up, you know, could could be close to $10 million if you do it right and you drop him to the, to, to the minimum salary with a decent signing bonus. Uh, you know, the Crosby one's going to add cap, in my opinion. He's already, you know, wonderfully friend, friendly from a cap perspective right now, and, and that big that's going to be a big-time number. I mean, he's projecting uh, around the $20 million mark for us. I've seen reports that he's looking for close to that Miles Garrett contract, so... Uh, that's going to add cap no matter what you do there. So that one probably waits a little bit, maybe mid, maybe a summer extension okay. uh, to get through this off season. But uh, Carr's contract can certainly help. Uh, it's just where is the organization with him? Do they want kind of a one year showcase to see what they have with him before they make a move like that? Yeah, Mike. When it comes to releasing players before, is it the June first date mm-hmm. that it matters? Right. Where so how can a team avoid that or maybe get rid of some of those players that they know that will eventually be cut around June 1st, specifically in mind, Corey Littleton? Yeah, great point. Some of these teams have been using cap gymnastics the past couple of years to do this. The Saints specifically and the Eagles kind of started this process. So what they do is before they designate him a post-June 1st release, which I agree they would do, they drop his base salary all the way down to the minimum. So with Littleton, that's going to save like $10 million right off the gate. Mm-hmm. Then they have to carry the rest of that contract, right? They carry the you know, $5, 6000000 million cap hit until June 1st. Then they can officially process that release. So you, you might be able to free up with, with just a basic, you know, uh, basically a fake pay cut, a fake restructure with guys you know aren't going to be on this roster come June 2nd. Um, there's probably a few candidates on this roster, to be honest. 
Hmm, that's interesting. That's a good way, uh, good approach right there. And again, it's it's you, you mentioned it. The cap gymnastics is what the the team is going to have to figure out a way to do because again, there's there's holes on this team, and I think that they need to address them as as we're seeing the rest of the AFC West really get busy and make some moves. So they need to do some things. Let, let me ask you, Michael, about a couple free agents uh, that are going to be some big time uh, contracts that are going to be out there. And the first one is cornerback uh, J.C. Jackson from the Patriots. Uh, I can't believe that they didn't franchise him, but they didn't. He's going to go to the highest bidder most likely. Uh, what is a realistic contract looking like for him? Yeah, he's an $18 million cornerback in our system, and that's the foundation. That's the baseline, in my opinion, because now that he's out there, now that it's an open marker, he becomes Byron Jones, where, mm. where somebody's mm-hmm. going to overpay for this thing. It's going to look gaudy. It's going to look crazy, but there's just tons of value with this player. So to me, the starting point is $20 million. It's going to be four for 80, five for 100, something along those lines, and it's going to rival Jalen Ramsey's contract because he's, he's that age, He's that kind of player, and he's at the right position right now. Well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. That's a lot of that's a lot of money. How about Stephon Gilmore? He's a little bit older in the tooth, but he's still a really good player. Yeah, you know, he was a $16 million player maybe a year and a half ago, two years ago when that trade processed, but I don't think he's there anymore. I think he's down on the $12 million mark. Uh, you know, maybe what, what Patrick Peterson just went through in Minnesota, though that didn't work out very well, which is about $10 million plus incentives. Uh, something around the two for twenty four mark should get it done with him. I think he's going to be a, a big time player for some of these contenders because of his price tag. All right, Mike. When it comes to the free agent list at wide receiver, I don't think that there is a true number one option. So, what's the market like for the for this upcoming wide receiver class? Right, the franchise has kind of sort of stole the thunder from this class, to, yes. to say the least. Um, yeah, Allen Robinson probably becomes the breadwinner at this point in time, and, and I don't think he's going to break the bank. I really don't. Uh, to me, he's a $16 million wide receiver because of the injury, because of the down production in Chicago the past couple of years. Uh, but bad teams will overpay for him because he is that kind of player right now. He's kind of the top of this list. Outside of that, uh, you know, I, I think, quite frankly, these other free agent wide receivers, they're going to see their values plummet. And you're going to get some real value with this second year, the Christian Kirks, the Michael Gallops of the world, if they're allowed to walk away from their current teams. Because there's so many available in the draft right now. You can go first round, second round, third round, and get yourself at least a you know you know a middle option wide receiver on a rookie contract. So I think it's going to be tough sledding for those second and third tier wide receivers hitting the market this off season because the franchise tag has stole away the big dogs. Talking right now with Michael Janetti from Spotrack.com. You can find him on Twitter at Spotrack. This is Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. And you mentioned Michael Gallup, and it actually looks like the Cowboys want to keep him. But as we learned last week, it looks like Amari Cooper is going to be a guy that they release. I guess they're trying to trade him right now, but if that doesn't happen, they're probably going to release him. He's a proven veteran. He's been over 1,000 yards plenty of times. He goes hot and cold. But what kind of market do you think that Coop's going to have? Look, the production's still there. I mean, this guy still finds the end zone. He does everything you, you ask a wide receiver to do. So I, I'm honestly floored that we're here, even though the contract is ugly and it's always been ugly. <laughs> and maybe that's the whole point here. Maybe it's just Dallas saying, we got to get out of this thing, even, even though he's the right player for us. But he's still a $17, $18 million wide receiver because of the, the stats he's putting up. And he's not old. You know, he's not 30. So right. I, I do think there's going to be somebody out there if he hits the open market, if it doesn't take a trade on that contract. That's going to go that high. He's going to rival the Allen Robinson situation immediately, in my opinion, if he hits the free agent market. Oh wow! Like <laughs> I've been, I've been like pushing the train 
to this get This dude's his hype man. He's Amari Cooper's hype man. I mean, he basically he basically needs to put me on the payroll. But um, <laughs> he ain't even got a job. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of contracts, Aaron Rodgers, he signs that big reportedly $200 million, $153 million guaranteed contract. Has it been officially confirmed what he is getting paid, and how does that affect the, the Packers, who are supposedly in cap hell, whether they can afford to make this deal? No, it hasn't been confirmed. Uh, so, you know, and he said that out loud. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of staying away from it right now. I, I don't know what's happening. If, if I had to speculate, if I had to guess, it is around that $50 million per year mark, but there's no way, in my opinion, it's four years. I don't know why he would do that. Uh, having seen what Drew Brees and Tom Brady and those guys have gone through the past five, six years, uh, to me, maybe it's two for a hundred, and then some fake years at the end for cap purposes. Right. But to, the four years sounds too scary for me from a player's perspective. I don't know why he would do that. Although I do think fifty a year is a real thing right now. You know, Michael, we've talked about those void years and, and those fake years that are added to the end of contracts. We talked about it, but before. But for anyone who may be listening for the first time and just hearing you, why are those void years added to contracts? Yeah, I'll give you a real life example here that I'm kind of kind of working through, which is that Mike Williams contract in Los Angeles. It's a three-year deal for real on paper. I believe what they're going to do is add two fake years to the back end of it, two void years, so that the $21 million signing bonus he gets gets spread out over all five of those years, which drops his cap hit over the, over the, the three years here. So, so that's the point. It's to spread out signing bonuses as much as possible, uh, keep the cap hits at bay, and let these guys make some money up front. Hey, Mike, when it comes to the defensive line, there are a lot of big names that are a little older in the tooth. Calais Campbell, Von Miller, Chandler Jones. Are these players, is their market value, is it still there? Or can team, are teams going to be able to maybe bring in a big name at a reduced rate? It's a great question. I mean, Melvin Ingram last year kind of broke that whole thing, right, with, with basically right. a $4 million contract and then a minimum contract to be traded. So I don't think it's going to be that ridiculous, but there's always going to be suppression when, when you get over 30 years old. I think one thing that's in, in Chandler Jones' advantage specifically is Harold Landry signed that contract today and t- took him off the open market. So Chandler Jones, in effect, becomes the best edge rusher on the open market, despite his age. I still think he's a $16 million-plus player per year right now, um, and one of these major contenders is probably going to be in on him. You know, I'm glad you brought up Harold Landry because he did sign that, that contract five years, $87.5 million, 52.5 fully guaranteed. His numbers since 2019 look very similar to Max Crosby, and we talked at the beginning about Max Crosby's contract and what he's looking for. Could that be almost a basis for the Raiders to say, hey, this is realistically what you have earned? Mathematically speaking, you, you are speaking my language. That's exactly what, what our two valuations bore out to. Basically the same contract, which is basically, by the way, a cap-adjusted version of the Bud Dupree contract that Tennessee gave out last year. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of similarities with those kind of, with those kind of players, that kind of production. Uh, but I, I think Max Crosby's stock is very high right now, and it's probably the wrong time for the Raiders to strike because of that. Because, like I said, he is he is expecting something well north of what Landry just locked in, which is seventeen and a half million per year. Man, that is going to be interesting. All right, you piqued my interest when you mentioned the Titans. You know, I'm a bit uh, of a Titan fan. Go. He's but- in a bit of a Titan fan. Look, man, this dude bleeds whatever color <laughs> the Titans are. That's all he bleeds. He ain't no bit of a fan. <laughs> Okay, anywho. Like, so what team is a good team like teams should model after the way they handle their contracts and handle the salary cap? Is there a team that in your eyes like, hey, this team is doing it the best? I've always loved the way San Francisco does their business. Um, they really don't take any, uh, any negative issues. They, they're not a big dead cap team. In fact, they will take a rebuild 
and then load up on cap space and then use that cap, roll the cap space over for two to three years just so they can restructure their contract and front load them. That's why Garoppolo has been dirt cheap for three years. That's why many of these defensive players you're going to see front-loaded contracts. To me, that's how I would do my business. I would try to keep everything at bay and in control the first two, three years of a contract as much as possible so that I'm not sitting with a bloated situation in year five of a contract. Uh, there's plenty of teams following that right now, and there's some teams that have to change their ways because of the current way, way we're restructuring contracts. But, you know, the way that the Eagles and the, and the Saints and to some degree, uh, you know, some of these East Coast teams do their business, you're, you're flirting with danger, and I think we're <laughs> going to see that this year with New Orleans. Talking right now with Michael Giannetti here on Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920. And, Michael, before we let you get out of here, wanted to get your reaction to the trade that happened earlier today. Carson Wentz is now a member of the Washington football team. And that massive contract, that was something we were talking about, is that uh, the Colts aren't even picking up any of that contract. It's going with Carson to Washington. Is, did that surprise you at all? So not only did that surprise me, but the Colts move up five spots in the second round and get two third-round picks out of this deal. I'm completely floored. I mean, this, this is such this is such a such proof that the quarterback position is king. It is total king in all of sports right now because this guy is at the bottom of the totem pole right now in terms of where the quarterbacks are ranking uh, from a likeness, from a probability standpoint. And this guy just became a starting quarterback for a new team, and, and the team had to give up three pieces to do it. It's, it's an incredible move that Washington just did. Yeah, no, it's really incredible. And, and since you said that, let me ask you, right before you jumped on, we were talking to a listener who was talking about trading Derek Carr. Now, I'm not advocating for that, but if the Raiders were to uh, you know, pick up the phone, Dave Ziegler's going to pick up the phone if someone calls, what do you think their asking price for Derek Carr should be? Yeah, it's got to be a first. To, to me, Derek Carr is in the Matthew Stafford trade conversation. Now, I don't know if you're getting a quarterback back, you know, the Jared Goff situation, mm-hmm. but to, to me, it's a first and, and, and maybe a second. That's just the going rate for a quarterback. If Carson Wentz is a second and two-thirds, right? Right. I mean, Derek Carr has to be at least a first and a second, maybe a first, a second, and a third somewhere around there, especially with, you know, one year left on his contract. You know you're going to have to rip this thing up and start over. So I, I don't think it's crazy. Uh, to, to put that kind of package together if you're a team in, with a quarterback need. I just don't think the Raiders are in, in any position to trade him right now. No, I don't either. I, I don't either, but I know that it's going to be some of the conversation that people are going to hit us up with since they're seeing all the movement with all these quarterbacks and what these different teams are getting in return. So uh, I definitely wanted to make sure I asked you that question. Well, uh, great stuff as always, Michael. You got anything uh, coming out on Spotrack.com that we need to be on the lookout for? No, I broke down that Russell Wilson trade, uh, kind of all the numbers, and crunched that today and made what's next for, for Denver and, uh, and Seattle going forward from here. All right. Well, hey, great stuff as always, my man. I do appreciate you, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. All right, there he goes. Michael Giannitti, Spotrack.com on Twitter, at Spotrack, and really uh, gives us the, all the details of what the Raiders are especially going to need next week in free agency. And, again, I've mentioned it multiple times. $17 million is what they have. They can estimate that they're going to have all the cap space they want. But once the league year opens up, they've got to have that kind of money to put these contracts, the pen to paper. You can't just, hey, I'm going to give this guy, I'm going to give J.C. Jackson a boatload of money, but yet I don't have the space, but I think I will. Exactly. Like you said, when those deals are made, you have to be cap compliant yep. when the deals are signed. So it can't be, hey, man, don't worry. I'm going to get you, I'm gonna get we you on first. We're going to work on it. I'm going to get you on first. Don't worry. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. You can't, you can't sign them on the 15th and think that you're going to pay for them on the first. You just can't do it. So with that being said, the Raiders, if they're going to be players, and I'm not saying that they're going to be players in, in free agency, if they're going to be 
uh, players and aggressive in free agency, they're going to have to do some work, a lot of work, between now and next week if they want to make that happen. 12.43 is the time. Come back. We'll take your calls and texts. What's on your mind? What are you thinking? What is your response to, you know, what Michael just said about the salary cap and what the Raiders could do and, and, and Max Crosby's contract, how it could be massive? And, and you heard the numbers that he's looking for. Those are massive. And those numbers aren't – That's it's a big difference from $130 million yeah, that's, to about $87 million. That is a huge contract that that uh, that they're saying that Max Crosby's looking for. And he's, he's got a – you know, he's hot right now. He's hot. So he's trying to strike while the iron's hot. And I can't blame him for that. I don't blame any player for that. So I uh, would love to hear your feedback. Plus, what's one realistic trade you'd like to see the Raiders make, if any? 702-365-9200. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Give me your best. Hey, Raider Nation, this is Hall of Famer Marcus Allen, and you're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Raider Raider Nation, this is Marcus Allen, and you're listening to Radio Station 920. Say Raider Nation Radio 920. Raider Nation Radio Station 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy, Q. 12.47 is the time here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary Roughness. Bobby Machado behind the wheels of steel. Demond Cotton and your boy Q. For JT the Brick, who's vacationing. Vinny Bonsignor will come up after us 2 to 4 p.m. in the huddle, and then we'll kick into some college hoops following Vinny's show. So it's going to be a fun day uh, here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Let's go out to the phone lines real quick, 702-365-9200. Let's talk to Raider Calvin in the town. Calvin, welcome to the show, my man. Hey, hey, thank you, thank you. Thanks for taking my call. For sure. So um, I know I know you're asking about a trade. Um, I think a conditional two for McCaffrey out of Carolina to help out our backfield, take the pressure off Jacobs. And um, my other move would be uh, uh, signing Allen Robinson. I think that would be a good pick for us, a good wide receiver for us. He can go deep, but he also got skills around the ball, short, Moving chain. So, my my trade though, I I would love to see McCaffrey. Uh, we can get him for a conditional two since he's been injured a little bit, and uh, maybe maybe we can get some value out of him and some big plays out of him during the season because we're gonna need need a running game too. Okay. All right. Thank you for the call, Calvin. I do appreciate you listening in the town. And I'll say this, and I know Demond, you're probably thinking about it as well. Christian McCaffrey is a expensive guy. He's a guy costs a lot of money, brother. He is a guy. His base salary is $8.4 million. That's more than the fifth-year option that they got to pick up on Josh Jacobs, or they could pick up on Josh Jacobs. If they were to trade for Christian McCaffrey, there's no way they pick up that fifth-year option on Jacobs. And there's a good chance he don't even come back. Exactly. Like, they might try to trade him. Because I'm, I'm always the guy that's like, yo, the running back position is still important. If you got a good running back, you need to keep him yep. and pay him. Running backs, they need to stop being undervalued. I agree. But then it's just like, hey, man, that contract? Ooh, wouldn't want that. No, I mean, man. Wouldn't wish that on my worst team. $8.4 million base salary this year. He's a $14.3 million cap hit. Mm. Uh, $26 million in dead cap money. <laughs> and there is the only good thing, though, with his big contract, because remember, he signed that big, fat contract, uh, four years, $64 million. The one good thing is there's an out following the 2022 season. So uh, leading into 2023, you can uh, you can get out of the contract, and the dead cap hit is still a lot. Still, it's $12, $12 million, basically. But you can split that up between June 1st, you know, if you post uh, June 1st uh, cut. But I don't know, man. It's pretty expensive. Uh, and I think that Josh Jacobs and you go and get 
I think I agree with the running game, and I think that they should run the ball, but I think that they should go get one of these quality studs that they have in the draft because there's a lot. The running back class is deep. It's just they're not going to start pick, getting picked until like round two. Exactly, and also I feel like Raider fans are sleeping a little bit on Kenyon Drake. He's going to come back. Yeah, I, hopefully he comes back healthy. But it's one of those things we all we have to say that about every running back. It feels like if he's healthy, right? If Kenyon Drake is healthy, he's a great number two option to shoot. I, he used to be a number one in Arizona. He could be a really good number two option if they actually use him. Because remember that was the hey, issue while he was healthy. No, that's you're the right. Thing. New offense. Hey, you're we, right. We haven't seen a thing yet. No, so no, right you're right. Now, hey, man, the sky's the limit. No, you're right. You're Josh not. McDaniels you're not wrong. Can get in there and just be like, hey, man, I'm going to use you like in ways that you never thought about. Right, right. Well, that's what I always thought was going to happen when they signed him. I thought they were going to throw the rock to him. Who needed that Joker? I thought. Well, and you know what? It's funny. Like we joke about him saying that. You know who that Joker is? The Joker's Debo Samuel. That's who That's who he wanted. That's what he wanted was a guy like that. That's who he thought Lynn Bowden Jr. was going to be. He wasn't. That's who he's hoping a guy was going to be. That's That joker position is exactly who we all look at and be like, damn, Debo's dope. Everyone needs a deep. That's that's what he was thinking. So he wasn't wrong. I know he had a he short sample. He just had sample. the wrong guy. I know he only had a short sample size and they timed together. But he wasn't using him like that. No, exactly. No, he wasn't. And that's what blew my mind. Because that that was the thought. Like, hey. Okay. He's going to be what Lynn Bowden Jr. was supposed to be. And then they never used him, which it, it, I don't understand. And that's that was a criticism, and I can't remember who had it, but I know Raider Nation got all fired up when they said it. But John Gruden loves guys and then falls out of love with them really quickly. So I don't know if Kenyon Drake didn't show what he wanted to show in practice. I don't know if it was something that happened in the game and he didn't, you know, or, or so. I don't know. It just feels like he was in the penthouse and then he was in the outhouse. <laughs> I mean, am I wrong? No, you're not wrong at all. It went for, it went to a real, like, put-me-in-coach situation. Yeah, I mean, it went to a dark place really quick. Like, he was in no man's land. Kenyon, Kenyon, Kenyon. You know what I mean? Like, no one knows. Hey, real quick, I'm going to hit the text line because yeah. I want to hit this before we leave this hour. Yeah, yeah. An earlier caller, they were like, hey, we need to trade all the assets if you have the oh, name. Oh, get assets, yeah. Yeah, we need, to get, we need yep. to get assets. And Derek Carr is the only asset that we have so we can get some trade. That like, was some Jesse trade and Callie, yep. Mm-hmm. Jesse and Callie. Well, this this text here, ask that guy who is going to score points when we build that D he wants to build like uh, by trading our franchise QB. Dumb take. Okay. And I'm glad that uh, Dustin in Texas said that, so I didn't have to. <laughs> Well, I, I will say, I know, I understand the theory behind what Jesse was saying. You know, like he's he's going to get the most in return. That's why I asked Michael about it when we talked to Michael Giannini from Spotrack.com. Like, what's going on with all the all the moving and shaking? How much do you think that a team could get back in, for Derek Carr if he were to be available? And he, from what he said, it didn't really sound it didn't sound like that much to me. A first and a second. I mean, I think we all agreed that it needs to be at least two ones now, right? Yeah, and at then, least, and maybe let's say if you get a starter on defense, but like Dustin in Texas just texted in, who's going to score the points on this new offense? Oh, I agree, I agree. That's why, like some people, like Seahawks fans, were I wouldn't be happy about that trade because oh, you get these number ones. What are we going to do with them? Right. If you're like, hey, look, and I know it's a new regime. Somebody's got to put the ball in the end zone. But the the Raiders and number one draft picks haven't done too well. I mean, again, new regime, so you have to give them the benefit of the doubt, and, I, and I'm willing to do that. But just because you have a bunch of picks don't mean that they're going to be good. You know what I mean? I, I, I had an old boss that I used to work with when I used to come in and brag about all the girls that I used to hang out with, okay. and he used to tell me, he used to call me dog. He said, hey, dog, it's quality over quantity. 
your quality sucks. Your quantity may be large, but your quality's trash. And you know what I had to do? I had to realize he was right. So you can have a quantity number. You can have a large number of draft picks, but if you're not getting quality players, it don't matter. Shout out to Ron Fergulia. He was my boss at the meat department back at Lucky's. Love, love the example you used there. I mean, it's really? just, it's just everyone understands it. Hell, Bobby's like, I get, I get it. Also, I've had my this. share of quantity over quality too. Real quick, Mailman Raider Max. As we go to break, I am trading Max Crosby before I am trading Derek Carr. Ziegler is coming from the Pats, and the Pats have a history of trading expensive defensive linemen. Okay, I like that, and and not that I like it because I want Max Crosby to get traded, but I, I understand what he's saying. And Chandler Jones is a great example. And I still think that the Patriots are kicking themselves in the backside for moving on from Chandler Jones as early as they did. Because I think that they thought he was a little bit, you know, he was starting to slow down a little bit. And all he did to go to Arizona is wreck shop. You know, so, yeah, they do have a history of that, though. Richard Seymour was another example. And I was never a big, huge Richard Seymour fan when he became a Raider. But, I mean, he did his thing. He was, he was, he was good enough. You know, but they do. They have a history of trading. They have a history of just trading players a year early. Instead of trading them when they're already on their decline, they'll trade them a year early so they still look appealing, and then all of a sudden they'll they'll start they'll fall off the bridge afterwards. Exactly, but that's the Patriot way, as we've heard so many times. Yeah, well, nobody wants to hear the Patriot way because now it is in Las Vegas, so now it's about to be the Raiders' way, or it's going to be Ziegler's way. It's going to be McDaniel's way. 12.55 is the time coming up when we kick off hour number two. It'll be cover three. NFL news and notes of the day. There's a lot going on in the league. This is Raider Nation Radio 920.